Welcome to episode two of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm going to help you build an online business, work less and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to have you. Today, we're going to be talking about the four pillars of passive, that's right, passive income. And I'm going to break it all down for you. But before we jump into today's show, will you do me a favor? Will you go to iTunes and give me a review? If you're liking it so far, if you haven't listened to anything, then just maybe you should listen first before you review it. But if you've been enjoying these episodes, if you listen to episode one as we've launched this show, would you leave me a review on iTunes so that I know you're listening? It helps me out a lot. And give me feedback. Let me know what you like about the show. I want to only continue this if you're going to listen. If no one's listening but my mom, and mom, I know you're listening because you're a great mother, then... uh, then maybe I'll just have a phone call with my mom every week instead of a podcast. But please support the show. Let me know that you're into it and we'll continue. Now, I want to talk about passive income because it's my favorite kind of income. This is the income you can make while napping. So uh, it's a very trendy topic. And sometimes I hate the words passive income because there's a lot of, you know, emotional baggage that comes with that. There's a lot of imagery that maybe pops up in your head. Um, I don't know what you think about passive income. I don't know if you earn passive income. I don't know if you think making passive income means you literally nap all day, or maybe you think it means that you're not ambitious, um, that you just don't care, um, that you simply want to get something for nothing. Maybe you, like me, back in 2007, when I hated my job and I went to Barnes and Noble on my lunch break looking for a job, not a job, (laughs) looking for a book that would get me out of my job. Like, how do I, you know, how can I start a business or do something? I I was desperate because I I just was tired of working the nine to five. And I literally took my lunch break, went to Barnes and Noble. Um, and I bought uh, The 4-Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris, as his book's called himself. Timothy, I love that, Tim Ferris. But The 4-Hour Work Week sounded really appealing to me because four hours is a lot less than 40. And I read that book um, and has a lot to do with passive income and automation and stuff. And it all seemed like a fantasy to me. I've reviewed that book on the YouTube channel uh, I, I returned it. The, the short story is I returned the book because I thought it was a complete joke. Fast forward three years later, 2010, I'm in the middle of uh, starting this online business and trying to figure this thing out. And I saw the revised updated edition of the 4-Hour Workweek in Barnes & Noble down here in Florida, rebought it, made way more sense to me and seemed more realistic to me as I had some experience. And I have reread that book once a year, every year since. I read it in January. So um, yeah, if maybe you're like that. Maybe you think the passive income is a joke or it's impossible or I don't know. I don't know what imagery comes to mind when you say passive income. Let me define passive income for you as, as makes sense to me. And then I want to show you how to earn it. Passive income doesn't mean you don't do any work. I don't know how you can make money in this world without working. Money comes from work. 
and not just work. That's like a short story, the shorter version of the story. Money comes from adding value, right? Money comes from serving someone. So you can't just get money for nothing unless you're a trust fund baby, and then you're just really lucky. But someone had to work to create that money. That money didn't magically appear, right? Someone added value somewhere down the line and created an income that then was given to you, which is fine. But money comes from working and specifically working to serve somebody else or add value in someone else's life, solve a problem, uh, help them achieve a desired result or dream, um, you know, invent or find a better way to do something or entertain, make somebody laugh. Either way, you're adding value. And so you can get money in exchange, right? So you have to do work to make money. So if you're thinking I can show you how to make money without doing any work, or if you think that I don't do any work, then you're living in a dream world. But, but, and we'll get to this on another episode in more detail. I don't believe that to be successful, you need to work a ton. No, no, no. You need to work smarter. Passive income, as I define it, means you do a fixed amount of work, fixed amount of work, and you earn disproportionate income or scalable income. Okay. So back in the day, my whole life, when I was working, cutting lawns as a teenager, I worked at a bagel store, first cleaning the sinks and the toilets. And then eventually I moved up to the, the sandwich line where I could actually make sandwiches, which is way better than cleaning out stuff in the, in the kitchen or cleaning toilets for that matter. Um, whether I worked at the mall, I worked at GameStop. I don't know if you're a video gamer. I worked at GameStop for years to help me uh, pay for stuff in college. I was a manager at a GameStop in college, which is a video game store, in case you don't know what that is. It was great because I love video games and I got half off anything in the store, which meant my paychecks went right back into the, the store as I bought video games like crazy. College was fun. I enjoyed college. Um, so any of those jobs, I was paid hourly, Right. You clock in a certain number of hours, you get paid a certain amount of money that you've negotiated with your, your employer. That makes sense. So you, get, so you get paid for your time. Or even when I moved into advertising sales or working at a software company, I was not paid hourly. I was paid on salary, but it was still, it's semantics in a lot of ways because there was a certain number of hours I was expected to work. And there was a certain amount of pay I was going to get, whether I worked more than those hours or fewer. Um, but usually it meant more. So, that's that's doing a certain amount of work and getting paid for that same amount of work. That's what most of the world does and what most of the world is used to. Business owners know that if they're smart, whether it's a online business or just a brick and mortar business, they know that if they're smart, they can create some scalable income or some disproportionate income. If I own a couple of restaurants Maybe I only work in one of them, but if I own two of them, maybe I'm making money from both. Or if I have a lot of employees doing a lot of the work I used to work or do myself, excuse me, I might not have to work as hard in my brick and mortar store or business or practice. Um, and I can still have income coming in. I can still have clients or customers being served. So even brick and mortar business owners know that if they're smart, and I say if they're smart because what happens a lot of times is when you start a business, build a business, uh, because it's something you care about, you work harder than you did at a job you didn't care about. And then because it's your livelihood and it's your baby, it's your thing you created, um, there's a lot of fear that you can't take your foot off the gas. We'll get into that in another episode. We can't really talk about that here today. But 
long story short, most business owners work more hours than they did when they were an employee. So in a lot of ways, don't start a business unless you really want to work 80 hours a week, unless you're going to do what I'm going to tell you to do, which is to create some form of passive income in your business. But being a business owner is, is in theory better than being an employee because you can scale your income. But the best way to do that is to leverage technology and to leverage the internet because then we can really scale our income for our hours. So we work a certain amount of hours, hopefully as little as possible, and we create as much revenue as possible given those constraints. Um, there, there's, no, there's no real ceiling, but if you want to start to play in a certain income level, uh, and we're talking like millions and millions of dollars, it, it is harder to do that without extra work or a bigger team, which can, can create more work for you. So we won't talk about that now. So when I say passive income, I mean scalable, disproportionate income for a fixed amount of work. You do the work once and you make money in perpetuity, or you do a fixed amount of work every day or every week, and your income isn't capped and it can grow and grow and grow. Okay. Does that make sense? Now, Again, I'm trying to teach you how to have an online business because I feel like the online business is the best vehicle for creating freedom, okay? But when I say online business, initially all an online business gives you is location freedom because if your business is online, then you're not tied down to a physical location. You don't need a physical office because you're not serving people just in your town or city, right? If you have an online business, you can serve people anywhere. So, so even, you know, Banana Republic or Home Depot or, or Apple, they have an online business component, which is usually a huge part, right? They, they don't have to have a physical store in your town to sell to you. They can sell to you wherever you live, wherever they can ship you stuff. And they have a web presence, e-commerce, right? So Having an online business, that's really only step one. That that frees up your location, gives you location freedom, which is worth a lot. Location freedom allows you to, to pick up and move and your business still run, um, which can be really valuable if you decide you want to move closer to family. If you have an elderly parent or grandparent that you really want to live close to, to take care of, or you just want your parents to be involved in your own kids' lives so that their grandparents are involved in their lives. And maybe you don't live in the same city because you moved to the city for a job. But if you start an online business, you can move back to wherever your parents are, you know, or you and your parents can move somewhere else entirely and be together. As long as you have an internet connection, you can still run your business. Um, I know people that want to, uh, road school their kids. So it's homeschooling, but on the road. Okay. So they want to get an RV or they want to just travel, um, with their young kids. And if they're homeschooling, then they're, they can obviously teach them wherever. And if the business is online, uh, then they're allowed to continue to work wherever. So they don't even have to be in one location. They can be in multiple locations. So there's something called being a digital nomad. And that's become very trendy in recent years where you just, you have an online business and you can work anywhere. And I get it. Location freedom is huge. You want to move to a, a more affordable place to live. I know lots of people who are from California. It's too expensive for them. They, they want to be able to have a nicer house or have a house, period. And they want to get out of California. Well, if their business is online, they can move anywhere. They can move anywhere where housing prices are cheaper um, or the land is more affordable than get bigger land, whatever they want, right? I'm not trying to downplay location freedom. That's huge. But that's almost all you get if you have an online business. You if you want time freedom, 
okay? Location freedom is one. Time freedom, if you want time freedom, you need a passive income component at least to your business. And this is where a lot of online business owners get stuck. They create something amazing, especially if they create something amazing. They now are stuck serving people uh, 24-7. They expand their team. Uh, maybe they use automation to make it a little bit easier, but they, they've created a job for themselves and they just have to go, 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 go all the time. And it's really, really hard. Now, let's say you've built an online business and you realize, okay, I'm location-free, but I'm not time-free. If you're willing to admit that, then this episode is going to be helpful for you because what I want to show you is how if you have a passive income element or if your business is like mine, 99% passive income oriented, then your work becomes different. You're building a system in such a way that you can get paid whether you're working, you can get paid whether you're shooting a podcast, recording a podcast like I am now, you can get paid when you're on vacation, you can get paid when you're sleeping. You can get paid when you're building new products. You can get paid when you're sick. You can get paid when you're burned out. Okay? Full disclosure, back in 2016, I got really burned out. I was partly just tired of, I've been teaching the same stuff for seven years at the time, and I was a little tired. I think I was just tired. Um, and I was out of creative energy, out of ideas. And there was a few weeks there where I just... I didn't really feel like working. I just didn't have the drive to work. So I didn't. I watched movies. Um, I felt guilty about it, by the way. I'm, I'm working on that, okay? <laughs> I watched movies. I read books. Um, I watched YouTube videos. There's a two or three weeks would go without me really doing much, um, but money still came in. So that's the power of passive income. The great thing about passive income is it, I think, allows you to stay creative because you have income coming in, so there's no pressure to perform, which then allows you to get creative and say, how can I serve my people better? What, how can I innovate? What can I do that fires me up? Um, how can I make their experience better? How can I grow this thing? You need that brain space and that freedom to be able to to think like that. And when you've got some source of passive income coming in, whether you're working or not, it gives you a little bit more breathing room so that you can be innovative and creative. Okay, enough setup. Passive income, fixed amount of work, and it's disproportionate scalable income. And passive income is important if you want not just location freedom in your online business, but time freedom. Okay, that being said, let's break down the four pillars as I promised you. Again, these four pillars, if you look, are everywhere in every single online business, or they should be. But every online business, every passive income business looks totally differently. There's no one way to do passive income, but if you break down every good online passive income business underneath the hood, there are going to be these four components, okay? They're very, very important for you to understand, but very, very um, open to look however you want. I'll give you examples as we go. Component number one, passive income pillar number one is content. Content, content, content. Content has been king forever. In the digital space and online, it's been king for the last 10, 15 years. You know what? We're just getting started. If you're not making content every single week, good luck. 
You need content. Okay, what do I mean by content? What can that look like? Content is exactly what you think. It's something that uh, your audience or future potential audience will consume. Okay, we're talking videos. We're talking podcasts like this. We're talking blog articles. Um, any of those things are content. Something that you create, that you share with the world. It could even be music if you're a musician, right? Um, music used to be the commodity, the thing you sold used to be the product. Now it's just the content. It's the something that you build, that you create, that's engaging with an audience, that, that satisfies an audience to some degree. It could be educational. It could be entertainment. It could be... Um, community and conversation, whatever it is, it's something that's consumed by an audience that they find valuable and you give it away for free. This is the most important part of passive income. And ironically, it's the one that so many people want to skip. Okay. Content is, it does a couple things for you. One, the most important thing it does is it it gets you out in front of people. It, it doesn't matter what you have to sell, physical, digital, service, product. If nobody knows about you, you have no one to sell to. I think that's pretty obvious. Content is what gets you in front of people. So it gets you in front of people, gets your name out there. Okay? And not only does it get your name out there, but it gets you in front of people and allows them to get to know you and build that likability, that that trust, right? There's the whole three things. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Know, like, and trust. You might've heard that. To really become a brand that people wanna buy from over and over again, they gotta know you, they gotta like you, and they gotta trust you. The best way to build all three of those is through content. So again, I started doing this for Recording Revolution back in 2009 with written articles. That's how I started, okay? Um, put them out there in the world. When you write an article, and lots of them, eventually Google and other search engines, but does anybody use anything other than Google? I, I don't think so. Google crawls the internet looking for written words that are relevant to search terms so that when you and I search something like how to make a delicious pizza on Google, it will pull up articles that are written about how to make a delicious pizza. So to be found on Google, you need to have content, aka written content. So that's what I started with is articles. Uh, January of 2010, I posted my very first YouTube video. And since 2010, I've been making YouTube videos every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. But on average, once a week, I've made a YouTube video since 2010. That really helps because now YouTube, which is the world's second largest search engine next to Google, <clears throat> and they're owned by the same company, by the way, um, that allows me to be found in another way. Also, what video does for you that written doesn't do is it gives more dimensions for people to get to know you and like you and trust you because not only do they l hear what you have to say, your opinions, your thoughts, your education, your knowledge, but they can literally hear you and see you. Okay, Podcasts. These are a great way to create content because you can create a rapport with your audience where they know every week you're showing up or every day or every few days you're showing up in their world. They can listen to what you have to say. They can hear your voice and decide if they like you or trust you. And of course, they'll get to know you if they listen to a few episodes as hopefully you're getting to know me. 
This all helps with branding yourself, getting in front of people. And content is something that people share. Oh my gosh, you got to watch this video. Oh my gosh, you got to read this person's blog. So helpful. Oh my gosh, you got to listen to the Graham Cochran show because it's the best podcast since podcasts, right? So people share content they like, just like you tell everyone about a musician or a band you like or a movie you saw. Content is shareable. So content if, if I'm honest, there's four pillars, and I'm going to break down the other three here in just a second. Even though content is not where money is exchanged or where you're actually making an income, content is the most important part of what you do. It's the most important part of what I do. It's what I commit to every single week. Most of my work is related to the content that I give away, which is really unique that most of our work, if you're a passive income online business like me, is focused on giving stuff away to people, which is pretty cool. I'm big into generosity. I think generosity, giving freely, starts the cycle of of everything, of wealth, of happiness, of growth, of connection. It all starts with giving. And so in this business model, it starts with giving, not taking, giving. Most people start with one of the later pillars, They don't start with content, but you have to start with content. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, caveat here before I move on to the second pillar. Content can also be an ad. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on ads because as you'll hear more from me, if you haven't already, I don't believe you need to do paid ads to make a living online. I know, I know craziness. There are people out there that think the only way you have a business is if you run Facebook ads. It's just a, it's a bunch of baloney. Don't believe it. As someone who doesn't run Facebook ads and hasn't run Facebook ads, you can make a lot of money without running a single ad, but only if you commit to content and commit to it for the long haul. The key with content is that it's got to be at least weekly doesn't have to be every day, at least weekly, but you have to be able to commit to it. Just like a TV show that shows up every single week, Tuesday at nine, you know when it's coming out. If the show was on for a couple of weeks and then off for three weeks and then on for five days in a row, like you'd be like, what's up with this show? People need to depend on your content. So you need to cr- commit to a content schedule and be able to do it, which means you have to find content you can actually produce in your real life and commit to it. It doesn't have to be a full-fledged full-fledged video. It doesn't have to be a written article if you're a slow writer. It can be Facebook Lives for all I care, or YouTube Lives would be better because those are archived, they're saved. But you have to be consistent. It has to be good. It has to really be relevant. And we'll talk more in depth about content in another episode, but it's got to be really good, really original, really relevant, um, really satisfying to people. But the key though is it's got to be consistent. And I think I'm able to generate the kind of revenue I generate uh, without running ads because I've got so much content out there and I'm committed to the content. It continues to flow every single week and it has for a decade. So just know that this again, this isn't, I'm not promising you riches quickly. I never said that, but I'm telling you how it actually works. Content, content, content. But what I was gonna say is even an ad, I'm making fun of ads, but even an ad, people say, oh, you gotta run ads. You don't need to do content, you need to do ads. Ads are content. If they're good, they're especially content. People don't like ads. 
That's why you see ads that are actually like videos or they're funny or it's someone sharing something or teaching something. If you're smart and you pay attention to your Facebook feed, you're going to see ads that you, you realize, it takes a second, you realize that they're, they're actual ads, but it's just content they're sharing. They're teaching you something. They're, they're trying to get your attention. They're trying to add value first. So a good ad is content. It's the same thing. You have to serve somebody. You got to give them something to get in front of them and to get their, their attention for a second. So it's all content, even if they're running ads, okay? That's pillar number one. Pillar number two is what we call a lead magnet, okay? A lead magnet is something that magnetizes or draws in or attracts a new lead, which is someone who in the sales world will be, be a potential customer, a prospect. Maybe that's a term you might use, right? What is a lead magnet? You know what a lead magnet is because you've downloaded these a bunch. You just may not realize it. A lead magnet is something that a company or an online brand is going to give you for free in exchange for your email address. Have you ever been to, let's say, let's say Banana Republic. I brought them up. Ever been to a clothing store online or a retailer and a big pop-up comes up that says, hey, get 10% off your first order into your email address. That, my friend, is a lead magnet. If you ever been to a website and it says, hey, download my free guide on how to lose weight in the next, lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days, or uh, how to lose, or how to, how to build an online business, the 10 part checklist, free guide, download my PDF. That's a lead magnet. Okay. It's something valuable that you give away for free or you're given for free if you're the person visiting in exchange for an email address where the videos you can watch for free with no email address, right? YouTube. Podcasts you can listen to for free without having to give me an email address, right? That's that's one layer. That's the whole world can can look at your content, read your blog article, listen to you, watch you. There's no, there's no commitment there. Lead magnet is the next pillar. It's the next step where, hey, if you're liking my content, let me give you something super valuable in exchange for your email address because I want to be able to contact you later. Um, and that's that's another step. That's like, a, hey, do you want to go out on a date? You know, That's exchanging contact information. That's a little more personal. And as it should be, not everyone's going to do this or feel comfortable with it. But if they've realized that they like you, they know you, they trust you because your content's really good and you're faithful and, and they, they get what you're all about. And if you have something really valuable to offer, they're going to want to give you their email address, the, the ones that are really interested in you. So you're kind of, it's, if this is the content's a big funnel, that's free. This next step, it gets a little narrower in the funnel. People give you their email address. This is something that, that begins the, something that I call the value circle. It's this beautiful, virtuous cycle of, as me as the business owner, I add value to you first, and I continue to add value to you in two or three different points of this journey on the circle, and eventually I might make a sale. But it starts with me. I got to go first and give first. I'm going to give you something really valuable. So great examples are checklists, cheat sheets, little PDF guides, very simple or short, uh, helpful videos. Uh, I've used like a, a simple video online workshop for free. You can watch this workshop and learn X, Y, and Z for free. Just give me your email address. Um, it can be a discount. It can be any of those things, right? You're giving something away valuable in exchange for their email address. This is so important because this is going to allow you to then create this passive income. You want their email address because email is the best way to sell. It's the best way to stay in touch with your audience by far. Better than social media, better than anything, which you might think is blasphemous in 2019, but it's true. Um, and that leads me to 
pillar number three is what we would call an email funnel or an email autoresponder or an email sequence. Okay, what is this? Okay, imagine the journey, right? Imagine with me, you and me, we stumble across a really, really helpful website where this person's writing amazing content on uh, how to get sh in shape. You know, like, dude, this person's got great articles on what to eat, how to what to how to work out. Uh, there's some helpful videos, uh, and then I love this guy's stuff. And then you see those big thing at the top of the website. Hey, download my free um, fat loss meal guide cheat sheet. What to eat, when to eat. Download it for free. You're like, oh, that sounds super helpful. You give them their email address. Uh, you get this guide. You read it. It's super helpful. So you're really diving deeper. You're really enjoying this content. And you feel like so far you just gotten even more value because you have. Now that this weight loss person has my email address and your email address, what he or she can do is send some follow-up emails over the next few days. Hey, thanks for downloading my fat loss meal guide cheat sheet. I hope it's super helpful to you. My favorite, favorite thing on the meal guide is uh, how I eat donuts every week and still lose weight. Check that out on page three or something like that. By the way, I want to share with you three of my favorite workout routines that I can do in 10, 15 minutes a day. And I do this just a few times a week to build muscle, lean muscle, and lose weight. And you could do them without any free weights. Here's the, here's the first one today. What are they doing? They're starting to give you even more value in an email directly. They're showing up in your inbox. And you, if you downloaded their guide, you're probably really interested in what they're sending you today. Oh, and then the next day, they're gonna send you the next workout. And then the third day, they're gonna send you this video that shows this really, really special move that they do that they've patented that's really helpful that like builds your core or something. I don't know, I'm not a fitness person, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's basically more content. It's basically more of pillar one, but now it's private. It's behind closed doors. They don't post this anywhere. This is directly to you. And it's it's drawing you in. And then on, let's say, day three or four, they they transition an email to like, hey, by the way, I've got an entire fitness course called my Fat Blaster whatever course. It's a 60-day program that helps you go from this to this. Check out Johnny. He was 50 pounds overweight. And in 60 days, he lost 35 pounds. And now he's down to his, you know, the lowest BMI ever and whatever. All of a sudden, you realize they have a whole course or product that they can buy. And it's appealing because it's a natural relevant flow from your free content to the lead magnet, to the, the these emails that I've been getting. And it makes sense. And I might want to buy. So what's happening here? Well, um, you're continuing to qualify this prospect to see if they're a good fit for your product, which we'll talk about in a minute. You're doing this all automatically. You're adding value. It's pre-written emails that you use something like MailChimp or ConvertKit or um, GetResponse or any of these programs to send out these emails. You're not actually sending out the emails. It's all happening automatically. And that leads to pillar number four, which is your digital product. This is where you start to actually have a chance to make money. See how much work goes into setting this up? This is the way it works, my friend. Your digital product is how you make passive income. It has to be digital. It's possible to do it without digital, but way more expensive and way more cumbersome than a bigger team. But digital products are so much easier and cheaper and still super valuable. So this could be an online course. I sell a bunch of these. This could be a membership site. I sell a few of these. Uh, 
this could be any kind of digital download. Um, my wife sells stock photography. This is, this is a, a digital thing that she's already created that can be downloaded. Um, maybe you develop apps. Maybe you develop a cool software that does something for you. Anything that's digital that you created that they can buy. The big ones being online courses and membership sites if you do any kind of education-based stuff, which is, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I think it's the easiest way to create a passive income. And this is something you can put together very cheaply, very quickly. Once it's created, it's available for sale in, in usually unlimited quantities. And if you have this email funnel that's dripping out amazing content relevant and it builds to a pitch for your, your course or your product, then in theory, this can all happen automatically. Your commitment and your ongoing work is generally the free content. But beyond that, as that content reaches more and more people, more and more people are seeing your lead magnet. They're, we call this now opting into your list, your email list. And now they're going through your email funnel and hearing even more great content and they're being pitched your course, and then they can buy. And this is now how you can make money passively because you're not there at the point of sale. You're not actually having to sell. It's Your store's open 24-7, even if you're sleeping or you're at church or you're at your kid's ball game. This is how it functionally works under the hood. Now, I'm gonna talk about email probably in a whole nother episode because I don't have time to go into this. I, I know some of your questions might be, does email still work? Is it still relevant? Yes, 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 yes. Email is still the most direct way to connect with your audience because hello, Facebook changes the algorithm, changes the rules. I remember a few years back, I had about, I still do have over 100,000 uh, fans on my Facebook page for Recording Revolution. And back in the day, if I would post just a free video or, a, or an article or link to something or just say, hey, I would show up in all 100,000 of those people's feeds if they signed into Facebook that day, right? There's no given they're gonna watch my video or click on my link, but I would be in their feed, right? Until Facebook changed the whole thing and decided to, guess what, make more money by reducing how many of your followers or fans see your content by a lot, aka drop down to like between eight and 13% of my people organically see my content. They've, they've literally clicked follow and they can't see my stuff unless I boost a post, aka pay Mark Zuckerberg. Now that's Mark's prerogative. That's his team's prerogative. It's his business. It's his playground. It's his sandbox. Do you really want to base your business off of someone else's playground or sandbox where they could change the algorithm in a minute? Even Facebook ads, you get something going, they change something. And then now that ad doesn't, doesn't it's not as effective. It's not reaching people as much. You have to, you're always on your toes. I don't like playing someone else's sandbox. Same thing with Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, by the way. Instagram was, again, still untouched until about a year ago. They did the same thing they did with Facebook. And then now, on average, maybe 4% of your followers see your stuff. 4%. It's ridiculous. It's based off of the engagement model. So social media, while a great tool and a tool you should use to get in touch with people or find new people, it's not as direct or as effective as email. Email goes right into their inbox and people don't change their email address that often. And it's, it's direct, whereas Facebook, Instagram, wherever, there's a, a mediator in between me and my potential 
customer deciding whether or not my people see my stuff, even my free stuff. So you definitely want to have an email list and it's still the most direct way and it's the best way to automate your entire business. So there you have it. Content is pillar one. Lead magnet, the free thing you give away to get them on your email list is pillar two. Your email funnel, your autoresponder, the thing that adds value and pitches your product, which is you know pillar three. And pillar four is your digital product, your online course or courses, your membership site or sites, your digital download or software or app or whatever it is. So the question for you is, if you want passive income, if you haven't already started, have you considered all four of these pillars? Most people, they go straight to pillar four, digital product. Oh, I'm going to sell an online course. Yeah. Or I'm going to have a membership site, a subscription, and people pay me every month. They hear about the idea. They see where the money's being made. And that's what they fixate on is the digital product. They build it. Then they realize, oh, I don't have anyone to sell this to. Oh, how am I going to get an audience? Oh, Facebook ads. That's why I can get an audience. Then they, they start to pay Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook ads and some of them work. Then, then they stop working and then they're not converting or then they're maybe breaking even and, and then it gets frustrating and then they're looking for more marketing tactics. So what's the latest Facebook ad tactic? Do you see what's missing? They've skipped the other three pillars. They started with pillar four product. They realized they had no one to sell to. So then they go straight to a version of pillar one, which is content. But They're trying to just use an ad just to get a sale. And that's the problem when you're desperate to make a sale, when you're desperate to get someone to buy your thing you built, your ads suck because your ads are, are just, they're narcissistic, self-focused. How can I get you to take action and buy my thing? The best ads don't focus on that. Advertising is not a bad thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not against advertising. I'm going to tell you to not buy ads because you can make a lot of money and a good living without a single ad. So wouldn't you want to make a living without having to spend any money? I don't know, but maybe you like spending money that you don't need to spend. But I'm not against advertising as a whole. Advertising has been around forever. But good advertising, good advertising is enjoyable. The advertising that we hate is that interrupt advertising that just interrupts our enjoyable day. We're going through our Facebook feed and we see a stupid ad. It's just annoying or misleading or greasy. Don't, when you're desperate to make a sale, that's what ends up happening. When you're not desperate to make a sale, you can then create really cool content that people like to consume. They like to enjoy. They actually want to share with their friends, which is doing marketing for you for free because it's so valuable and good. I'd rather give away stuff for free and commit to that for the long haul, play the long game, and then have built a system of a good lead magnet, a good email funnel, and a good product on the back end, knowing that if I've done my job on the front end by serving you and giving you for freely every single week, sometimes multiple times a week, my system will work for me and the right people will go deeper into the funnel and eventually buy from me. And that's how I'm able to do the kind of income I'm doing without having to work hardly any hours a week. The hours I'm spending, it's like innovating and like this podcast, this whole brand. I didn't need to start this. This is something I wanted to start. And because I make income over my other business, I'm allowed to do this freely, whether it makes money or not, which is a really, really nice place to be. 
So there you are, the four pillars of passive income. What I want you to do before we get away today and hang up this conversation, I want you to think about of those four pillars, which one are you completely missing? Which one do you feel like you need to dive into a little bit more? Which one do you feel like needs more of your attention? Or if you're going to start an online business, a passive income business, which one are you going to start with? Because you need to have them all mapped out before you really get out in the world. But where are you going to start? Where do you need to brainstorm a little bit? There you go. Passive income. I love it. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of what I'm doing here. Again, as I'm launching this thing, please, please, please do me a huge favor. If you like this episode at all, if you've been enjoying this content, if it served you in any way, would you serve me by going to iTunes, leaving me a review on this show? Leave a five-star review if you think it's that good and then write something there. Write something to just let the world know that you're digging this show and to let me know that you're listening and so I'll continue to do it. If you do that, I'll continue to do this. I have a lot of stuff I wanna share with you. I wanna unpack everything I have done and am doing and everything that's working currently in my online business so I can help you build your online business then help you set it up in such a way that you can be working less as the months and years tick on so that you can do what I know you and I want to do, which is live more and give more to the people and the things we really, truly care about. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. We'll see you in another episode real soon.